It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. As Commander-in-Chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. This has been the President of the United States of America. May God have mercy on our souls. Stu does America. Uh, There's so many people transitioning from normal citizen to court jester, and I'm so glad he's hit the transgender community once again. Ah, by the way, that kind of reminds me, uh, anyone but Joe Biden in 2024, you can get your anyone but Biden mugs and T-shirts right now at StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu10 for 10% off. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right now or growing quickly on YouTube. We'd appreciate you helping uh, along with that. But you got to subscribe. you got to hit the bell for notifications. Do all the things. We appreciate it. Dan Andros is going to join us with the latest on a preacher arrested for absolutely no reason at a Pride event. I have an update on the war on cancer. Has Joe Biden cured cancer? The answer may surprise you, but we start by doing the pride of the Blue Jays. You know, very rarely do my uh, my various interests coincide with my job. Most of the time when I'm having a, a fun outside of work, I want to spend as little time thinking about Joe Biden or pride as possible. But every once in a while, there's an intersection and I get to sit right at the middle of it because nobody, and I'm telling you this right now, write this down, torture the other host with it if you wish. Nobody in conservative media has more useless information about the Toronto Blue Jays than this guy. Okay, I am a Toronto Blue Jays fan. I have been since I was a little kid. And normally that does absolutely no benefit in my entire life. But here we are in the one moment I can talk about the Blue Jays and it actually fits my job. I'm very excited to do it with you today. Um, Let's talk about Anthony Bass. Now, Anthony Bass uh, was a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's been there for a couple of years and he uh, made some comments. Let's kind of go back through the story here if we can. Basically, it starts with Anthony Bass. He's a reliever for the Blue Jays. And he posts this video on his Instagram. It's a repost of some other, someone else's content. And here's what it looks like. Here's the reason biblically why I believe Christians ought to be boycotting Target and Bud Light and any other corporation that's pushing the things they're pushing. I think a lot of people make this into a political issue or they say, oh, what's the big deal? If, you know, is it really going to make that big of a difference if I'm shopping there or not shopping there? Here's what the Bible says. It tells us what to do as Christians in Ephesians chapter five. It says this, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them for it is shameful to even talk of the things that they do in secret. So what does that mean to take no part? Well, what's Target do? It's a business. They, they make money. They sell things. And to take part in that is to take part in that God of mammon that they're serving and to take part in the darkness that they're purveying and getting out to the world and and, and shoving into children's faces. And to take part in that is to give them your money. And I believe the Bible gives us radical precedent to say, no, we are running from that. And to instead instead expose those things, To, to, to shout it to all the people that have ears to hear that this is evil, 
This is demonic. We won't stand for it. We're not going to go to the stores anymore and we're not going to give them our money. We're going to let our voice be heard so that people can see the light and so that people can be pulled out of the darkness. Okay, so that was posted by Bass. He posted it, then he deleted it. I think he reposted it again, then deleted it again. Okay, it was very controversial, or, or difficult to follow, perhaps, um, uh, you know, as we go through this. Um, now, of course, there was uh, a bit of a statement here. First of all, let me give you the statement from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. They said the Blue Jays bring millions of fans together across Canada and committed to providing an inclusive and welcoming experience for all except Christians. Uh, the Blue Jays are proud to uh, celebrate LGBTQ2S+. I mean, they got all the letters wrong there. Pride Month, including a special fourth uh, annual Pride Weekend at the ballpark June 9th and 10th and demonstrations allyship all month long around the ballpark. Allyship, very important. Um, so Anthony Bass basically gets taken to the back room. Uh, I assume he's surrounded by a you know, bunch of people who point guns at his head. And then he comes out and he makes this statement after all of this went down. Watch. I recognize yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. And I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Now, that statement uh, was interesting. Um, and it did look like a hostage video. Um, we'll get into more of the details of that here in a second. Um, so, of course, then uh, this went on. There were some complaints uh, from the, you know, the left-wing media and uh, many in Toronto saying he didn't take any questions. Uh, but then he did take some questions. Uh, Blue Jays' Anthony Bass apologizes for sharing LGBTQ video, defends personal beliefs. Here's some of, the, of what he said. Uh, Bass said he initially posted, uh, posted it multiple times because the video reflected my Christian beliefs. He said he did not vi view the video as hateful initially. That's why I posted it originally. When I look back at it, I could see how people could view it that way. And that's why I was apologetic. The video itself, obviously, I took it down. I just felt like it was too much of a distraction, right? But I stand by my personal beliefs, and everyone's entitled to their personal beliefs, right? I mean, it says, like, I love this, this idea, but it's so obviously not true right now. No, not, no one is entitled to their personal beliefs anymore, unfortunately. But I, I mean no harm to, toward any groups of people. And I felt like taking that down a second time was the right thing to do and not being a distraction as our team. Uh, as a team, our job is to win baseball games, and that's my focus. Of course, the reaction, you know what's going to happen next. Don't we all know? Are you ready for it? Here we go. Toronto Blue Jays cut player who defended anti-queer post, which is so weird because queer used to be a derogatory term. Now, I guess it's something that's celebrated. It's so hard to keep track of this crap. Anthony Bass res uh, responded to that video and gets cut. The Toronto Blue Jays cut and pitcher Anthony Bass, 35 on Friday as he drew backlash and boos from fans reposting a video on Instagram that called Target and Bud Light evil and demonic for being supportive of the LGBTQ community. That is not at all uh, what it says. We just played the video for you. That's not what it says. Uh, the Blue Jays announced on Friday that he had designated Bass for assignment, effectively cutting him from the team just hours before he was set to catch a ceremonial first pitch to kick off the team's Pride weekend uh, against the Minnesota Twins. Uh, strange scheduling there. I mean, if you're going to have the kickoff Pride weekend guy, I don't know if you want Anthony Bass catching the opening pitch. He did get booed a little bit after this by some of the fans uh, in Toronto as he came out to pitch. Um, but 
let's look at this holistically here for just a second. Number one, I'm very concerned with the future of the Toronto Blue Jays as a team, and they have a chance to win a World Series this year, though they have not played great this year. Uh, Anthony Bass has been kind of part of that in that he started off the season very poorly, but he has improved dramatically uh, after that. And, and, and if you go back the two previous two years, he was one of the best relievers in baseball. I mean, the guy had an, you know, an ERA around one and a half. This guy was really, really good for two full years and had just started another, had another month where his ERA was in the ones. I mean, this guy is really good. So it's important, more important to you probably to point out that this was not a baseball decision. I'm pissed off about it because I didn't want him released for baseball reasons, uh, in addition to everything else we're going to talk about. But also, this is not a baseball decision. This was a, is an insane decision on baseball terms by itself. Yes, they had some pitching backup here and there, and their roster was a little bit crowded. They had an issue with a ace starter going to the minors, and that made it a little bit complicated. But there's no reason to get rid of this guy. It, it doesn't make any sense, and some people are claiming that that's not even close to true. The secondary part of this is the hostage video itself. He has the initial statement he posts. He comes out and he, he makes the statement to reporters. It looks like he's got snipers trained on his head at any moment if he goes off script that he's going to be shot. What's interesting about the statement itself is that at no point does he say anything that he disagrees with. He, it's not exactly a complete turnaround. He's not saying, I was, uh, I'm a bad person. I don't believe in these things. He sticks to his beliefs. He just tries to walk a line, right? He walks a line. The Blue Jays want him to say all of these things, and he wants to keep his job. There's criticism to that, of course, and that is largely the response that came from the right, was to say, what a wuss. This guy is just folding to the machine and to be honest with you, that was my initial uh, reaction as well. I think that's a very viable reaction. I understand it. I, I do feel a little bit guilty bringing that up, considering you know my position in life, which is a guy who works for a conservative media company that incentivizes me to tell me ex tell everybody exactly what I think. My entire job is based on the fact that I tell you the truth about what I believe. And if I stop doing that, that's when I probably get fired. It's like the reverse of every other job out there. So it's easy for me to say, hey, I would certainly come out and give, out a, you know, give up my $5 million a year job to uh, take a beating from the media so I would speak my mind. I would hope I would do that. But until you're in that position, and we've seen a lot of Christians in that position recently, maybe not for millions of dollars a year, but even for tens of thousands, where it's really difficult. And I, I, I do empathize with someone trying to do that. The right-wing reaction to this was to basically be highly critical of him. And, you know, I think that's valid, but maybe not completely the whole story here. And you see by his second statement where he said, I stand by my personal beliefs. I just, I'm just sorry if I made everybody else upset. That statement, which was a little stronger, his second statement, um, was enough to get him fired. So, I mean, his job was absolutely on the line. They did not fire him for baseball reasons. They fired him because he believed what he believed. And even though, and this is, I think, maybe uh, the, uh, the, the most difficult thing to acknowledge, maybe for, uh, for Christians going forward in normal jobs, he was immediately a target. As soon as he talked about his views, he was a target for losing his job. Now, it's important to note the texture and context of the Toronto Blue Jays situation. This is Canada. There, you know, if you think we have left-wing cities that are nuts, Canada, of course, is farther in that direction. And all of the coverage, and I take in a lot 
of Blue Jays content. Too much. Too much Blue Jays content for a normal person. Um, the, all of the coverage was pressure not from the right, where, hey, I can't believe he, he, he wouldn't go farther in defending his views. It was from the left who was saying, wait a minute, why didn't they make him answer questions about this? How come he, he obviously doesn't even care about this? He said the pride community, what is the pride community? It's the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. Why didn't he get that right? And on and on and on and on and on. Why would they leave him on the team when he believes such abhorrent things? That was the tone of every bit of coverage of this incident. It was why the Blue Jays aren't doing more to get rid of this guy. So he's in the middle. He's trying to defend his job. The team doesn't know, you know, they're left wing for sure, but, you know, they want to keep a good pitcher on their team too. They can't find a way out of this coverage. And finally, they just release him, which is despicable. I mean, it's a despicable answer to all of this. And to be clear, he played the game. He did everything they wanted him to do. He didn't go out there and, and you know, uh, put himself above the team. If anything, he got criticized from his own community, the Christian community, of not going far enough to do that. If you think about somebody like um, uh, Kyrie Irving, who came out and said, I, look, I don't believe in the vaccine. I'm not going to take it. He skipped dozens of games over that. He put him, himself and his views above that of, of the team. And he got criticism for that. And look, he deserves to do that. He's a human being. He can, he can make his own decisions on that front. But in some ways, you'd understand if the Nets at that point said, all right, look, he's not even showing up for work. we got to get rid of him or whatever else. That's not the case here with Bass. Bass played the game. He made the statement they wanted him to make. He said he was using the Toronto Blue Jays resources to learn more about this issue, as if the cartoon bird had some specific insight into LGBTQQIA2 plus community issues. It's absurd. He did all the absurd things you're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, he's still fired, still cut, still gone. This is as close to the Toronto Blue Jays telling their players, you are not allowed to have traditional Christian views and be on this team. It's as close to that as they can possibly say without actually saying it. They're telling you if you express these views and they're traditional Christian views, you are specifically gone. So you better not say anything. Now, that's a problem for people of faith because I don't know if anyone knows this, but a good chunk of Christianity is talking about how much you should be talking about it, right? One of the most important things about Christianity and one of the most central parts of the teaching is to make sure that you're out there spreading the word. You're spreading the good news. You're letting other people know about the good things about Christianity and the philosophy behind Christianity so that others join and so that more people will follow. And if you have to zip it, Whenever talking about Christianity, that's a real problem for Christians. And I think this is the type of thing that Bass was running up against because he wants to spread the word. He wants to talk about these things. But his team and his employers telling him not to. Now, I think we'd all like to believe that in that position, we'd be like, screw it. We're talking about it anyway. But there is some understanding to, to see that like this puts you in a very difficult position. Um, and I think the point is well learned by Bass. He probably knows the answer now, which is, you might as well stand up for what you believe because you're going to get fired anyway. At the end of the day, if you get into one of these controversies, you might as well just stand on what you believe because at the end of all of this, you're probably going to get blown out. They're probably going to do it to you. So you might as well stand by what you believe. Either way, of course. 
Um, the original, the, the third part about this that I think is important is listening to all this Blue Jays coverage. I, I found it fascinating. Because, you know, you and I are in the middle of, of the conservative media ecosphere every day. We talk about these issues every day. If I were to tell you, hey, the Target situation, what is that about? You wouldn't say, well, uh, we don't want gay people to shop at Target. You wouldn't say, hey, it's about rainbows in the windows. What you'd probably bring up are two things. Number one, they were putting, um, you know, sort of a very adult-themed sexual-type stuff, tuck bathing suits and, you know, stuff dealing with uh, sexual orientation and such in the view of children, a lot of times right in the front of the store. And, you know, parents didn't like that, number one. And number two, specifically, they were dealing, they made a deal with a particular trans designer who happens to be selling Say literally satanic um, items of clothing on their website. So the that wasn't the stuff that was in Target, but it was the stuff on their website. And when I say satanic, I mean it's an this person is an out satanist. I say this person because I don't know which way they transitioned. I can't. I don't know. I can't remember. But the bottom line is it was stuff about like literally uplifting Satan. Now, if you are a Christian and can't stand against that, uh, you know I don't. I, I don't I don't know what we're supposed to do here. I mean, of course, you're going to stand up against Satan. It's kind of a basic part of Christianity. But what I was fascinated about is all of these Blue Jays reporters and you know, people who are commentators on these issues seem to have literally no awareness whatsoever that that part of the story even existed. As you listen to that video, what I took from it is a specific commentary on this particular designer. Target decided they wanted to work with a Satanist for design of their pride line. And that was the problem that was very big in conservative media. We talked about it a lot, where that is, if that's not evil and demonic, I mean, in a way, I would think a Satanist would see that as a compliment, right? Demonic isn't an insult to a Satanist. And so that is the context in which that video was made. It appears, at least to me, that's how I uh, took it. And I assume that's how Bass took it as well. They didn't seem to have any idea that part of the story even existed. They just took it as if Anthony Bass was calling all gay people demonic, which does not seem at all to be uh, what he was doing and seemingly was not at all consistent with his statements on the issue. You know, have some pride in your work. If you're going to comment on these stories, at least have the basic awareness of what the story is. If you're going to sit here and say that he's calling all gay people demonic, I don't know, read a couple of news stories that would explain why that term was used. That term pretty specifically was used in relation to this designer over and over and over again. And, you know, if you're a Satanist designer, you probably don't mind the term demonic. Why would you even be complaining about it? I don't even understand why. The media up there and all over Major League Baseball had no interest to even figure out what he was talking about. And I thought that was very, very uh, strange. Um, Look, beyond this, professional athletes are not necessarily known for their, uh, their intellectual commentary on issues. I mean, as I mentioned, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kyrie Irving believes the earth is flat. Okay, so we're not necessarily going to these guys for every single bit of advice uh, as we go through these complicated issues. What's important when you have an athlete on your team is, number one, are they pitching well? Are they playing well? Are they, are they, uh, are they performing their job duties well? And number two... Um, are they doing something that's illegal? I, those are pretty much the only two things. 
You know, you, I'm sure there's some level of commentary. You start, you know, spouting literal Nazi propaganda. Maybe you're not going to be able to remain on a team. But there should be pretty wide berth for uh, athletes who, are, you know, look, aren't well known for their concise and nuanced social commentary. That's just not what they're doing there. So it would make a lot more sense if instead we looked at the story as someone, you know, who is doing something that they believe in and you might disagree with, and then we move on with our lives. That, I got news for you. That happens to you every time you go into McDonald's. There's some Christians back there. There's probably some in the LGBTQ community. There's probably, I don't know, maybe, I'm probably not in every McDonald's is there a Satanist, but there's probably one. You've probably eaten a cooked burger from one of them before. Get over it. You don't have to have uh, intellectual um, uh, solidarity with everybody that you do business with. That's not the way this has to work. I've never believed that, and I still don't believe this to this day. But it is an interesting window into this new world, this world in which conservatives and Christians are guilty until proven innocent rather than the other way around. Even when they've not even been accused of a crime, they lose their job, they lose their livelihood, they lose their reputation over what? Their beliefs? It's wrong, and people you know, are going to continue to see this as wrong, I think. And I think the tide is starting to turn a little bit. I think there's a pushback there that is real and is starting to turn the tide a little bit. Hope that continues. Fingers crossed. There are a lot of products out there that do the exact same thing as their competitors and are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. And when you, you know, of course, one I would tell you you do not want to sleep on is the Raycon wireless earbuds. I happen to have my Raycons right here, right here. This little nice little case, much better than the competitors' cases, I will say as well. They charge right in the case very easily. And look at these things. They're different than, you know, you think of the, uh, the long earbuds that look like you're wearing earrings. They pop right in your ear just like this. They fit flush to the ear. You kind of see that? And they'll flush to the ear. They don't make a big deal about it, and everyone's not seeing you from 20 miles away. You're wearing headphones. They can keep blabbing at you, and you're listening to music, and you don't have to listen to them anymore. They fit perfectly into your ear. They never fall out. And you can even put, like, your head on a pillow uh, as you're going to sleep if you want to listen to an audiobook or something and not have to worry about it. Go to buyraycon.com slash stew today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash stew. Get 15% off right now. Buyraycon.com slash stew. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let's bring in Dan Andros, managing editor for FaithWire.com, host of the Quick Start podcast, which you can subscribe to now wherever you get your podcasts. Dan, how's it going? It's going great, Stu. All right. Uh, we, I wanted to bring you in, first of all, for an update on a story we talked to you about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, about a street preacher who was arrested across the street from a pride celebration of some sort. Can you kind of recap the story for people who may have missed it? 
Yeah, real quick. Basically, in Reading, Pennsylvania, you had a pride rally going on and a couple Christians showed up. It was just a smattering of them, maybe three or four. And um, one of them started filming because an officer was giving him a hard time, he said. At that point in the video, another Christian walks up with a sign that just says, go and sin no more. They're across the street. And in less than 60 seconds, this officer just arrests the guy. Um, and he's really done nothing more other than say, hey, this is public property. I can be here, too, to which the officer agrees. And he tries to quote a Bible verse and the guy just runs over and cuffs him. Um, so it was a wild scene and it all happened in less than a minute. Mm, that's, that's, that's the speediest uh, action of any police department in history right there. 60 seconds uh, to arrest. Um, which is pretty fascinating, especially because there was nothing there that was illegal, obviously. In fact, what was done was quite clearly within the First Amendment rights of this street preacher. Um, and I thought the second I saw it, that was blatantly obvious. I know you felt the same way. Luckily, we were not alone in this particular case. Right. And you had the D.A. I mean, we were kind of joking about it, like, OK, the, the D.A. is going to watch us and go, uh, it's more to this video because... <laughs> You got you're going to get sued here. And that's clearly what the conversation must have been like, because all the charges were dropped, thankfully. Yeah, they were dropped and they and they actually said, too, um, that they were worried that they will see uh, from what I have seen uh, thus far. I believe this was an unlawful arrest and could open the city of Reading and their police department to legal action. I mean, they this is not just something that might go away. I mean, this person had to deal with an actual arrest and there's obviously consequences to that. And it was so obviously not a crime and in fact constitutionally per, uh, protected speech that this seems so out of the bounds of normal police work. They may be looking at a very serious lawsuit here. Yeah, potentially. And I don't know. I mean, Damon texted me because I had interviewed him uh, and he texted me to confirm that the charges had been dropped and he just, uh, you know, he didn't mention anything about a lawsuit. So we'll see what he does uh, from there, but it's very, I'm really interested, Stu, in how this all unfolded in the first place, because officers have to know that dealing with protests is a very standard thing. Dealing with the First Amendment is a very standard thing. We all know you have a right to free speech in this country. You can peaceably protest anything you want. I mean, that's kind of what you're supposed to be able to do here in America. And so when I was Trying to get comment from the Reading Police Department the first time that we reported on this story, I noticed something peculiar on the contact list as I went to their site and was looking at the numbers. It was the direct hotline for an LGBT liaison. And I just thought, what well, are there special crimes that happen to LGBT people that don't fit under normal crimes? Like, I need to call police here because we got a crime. No, no, no. This isn't just a regular crime. This is an LGBT <laughs> crime. Like, what is that? Why do you even need that? Well, interestingly, Stu, I went today. I was going to follow up for comment again. Now that the charges have been dropped and that number has been scrubbed from the page. Really? I, so yeah. are, are they did they get a bunch of calls? Did they what, do we have any idea why it was scrubbed from the page? I don't know. They haven't returned any of my calls. So, <laughs> so uh, well, <laughs> as soon as they do, I'll update that. But uh, I mean, maybe there's an answer out there. I just haven't seen it. Can you, is it a crime to call the LGBT ally hotline if you're not LGBT? That's a good question. I'm a little afraid the way things are going now. I'm a little afraid to call. I might 
They might show up at my house and say, you illegally called the LGBT hotline without sufficient evidence of being LGBT. They're just going to ask you to convert, Dan. Don't worry about it. It's a nice, it's a nice simple process. Um, so what I find kind of fascinating about this is you know, this idea that, I don't know, like the justice system kind of gets uh, upended when it comes to this stuff. Like, you know, uh, and we talked about Anthony Bass last break, uh, break the Blue Jays pitcher, who you know, seemed to have to prove his, he didn't have to, he had to prove that he was innocent, right? Yeah. The same thing kind of here where like he, this, this street preacher is arrested and it's kind of up to him to prove his innocence to get out of these charges. This seems to happen over and over again where, where the Christian person in one of these debates winds up having yeah. to argue uh, for the very uh, existence of their own Christianity, which, uh, I don't know, it seems to be the opposite of the way this country was set up. Right, and the argument from the other side will be something along the lines of, well, look, I mean, it held up in court. Oh, well, great. Well, how about stop sending us to court so that we can defend our basic freedom principles? It's like, it's like they just keep testing this stuff to see when the country will fall. Well, when are we going to be able to just finally send these people off to the gulags uh, whenever we want. I mean, that's one of the interesting things, um, Stu, in this particular story that I was covering, um, a little tidbit in it that I think is emblematic of lar culture at large right now in America. And that was when this man got arrested in less than 60 seconds. He literally just shows up, basically does nothing, and then gets arrested. Arrested. They in the LGBT rally cheered this arrest. Mm. Now, you and I, we've been together when we, you know, when I worked with you at, at the Blaze and we did many rallies with Glenn, always, Glenn would always stress, you know, hey, any protesters there, they have the right to be there, you know, be kind to them, just reiterate that. And they're allowed to be there. Just be nice to them. But I don't think there's one conservative in your audience, Stu, that would cheer the arrest of some liberal who was out there yelling at you at, you know, at, a, um, at an event. They, they would absolutely be the first ones to stand up for you and say, hey, wait a minute, that guy did nothing but express his First Amendment right to speech and to share his opinions. That's that's what our soldiers fight and die for so that you can have a moronic opinion if you want and disagree <laughs> with Stu. I mean, I don't know why you would do that. But it's wrong. But yes, there's, you could do there's it. a couple people out there that might. <laughs> uh, but they're, they have that freedom. And to see people cheering that. And that was just one little rally. But I mean, we all know this. We we've seen the tendency now on the secular left in particular to aggressively want to shut these things down. And so they keep pushing and they keep pushing and they want the other side silence. And I think that's probably, Stu, the biggest difference between the two sides now, aside from like where we stand on trans issues and everything else. It's that one side wants to shut down debate while the other side is happy to have it. It's really fascinating because, I mean, look, you could go back. If you go back long enough in history, you can find times where the LGBTQ community were particularly, you know, did have some uh, really bad treatment uh, at times by um, certain uh, areas and, you know, police departments. And you'd see something like, you know, certainly we saw, saw it much more clearly maybe with race where people were getting arrested for absolutely no reason because of the color of their skin. If you go back far enough, you can find plenty of this stuff going on. And you'd think that the groups on the left who were so familiar with that historic treatment wouldn't be cheering it on now. But, I mean, over and over again, we see this. The, the, the power of the government when um, uh, used to take out their enemies 
seems to be a really uh, something they're really comfortable with. And it's it's almost surprising given all the history here. It is. And it's um, it's disturbing, too, uh, because they have on the left most of the cultural power structures firmly in hand. I mean, you do the circle of grift all the time, Stu. And I mean, and it's just we see it in Hollywood. We see it in public education. Um, we see it in the news media by and large controlled by these leftist influences. So if they start becoming more and more comfortable with this idea of, hey, it's okay to shut down an opposing view. I mean, think about it, Stu, uh, and particularly with the case of the Blue Jays picture there. You have people with signs in their yard that say hate has no home here. But what do they do to someone who um, doesn't share their opinion? They label them a bigot, a hater, and you want to shut them down. So I feel like this is the line we've crossed now where it's no longer it is I can have my opinion, you can have yours, we are going to debate it, to debate it. I mean, we could live and let live at that point, right? I'm a Christian. I, If you ask me my opinion on the LGBT lifestyle, I'll share it, and then you'll disagree. And we say, okay, and we go along our way. But then now it's like you have to agree with me. If, I, if the, the LGBT movement saying you have to agree with me or else you're a bigot. We're going to boot you off your baseball team. We're going to shut you down. I mean, they're trying to codify this stuff in government. I mean, we see it, um, you know, with places like the Southern Poverty Law Center, where this is a hate group and this is a hate group. And they're trying to codify that. And then that gets into social media. You know, Facebook, like, well, this is hate speech. Well, look, because it's this group says it's a hate group. So it's hate speech. They are working hard to make it so it is illegal to have your opinion as a Christian and as a conservative. Mm, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. Um, let me go one more time, uh, time back to this Anthony Bass, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays pitcher situation here for a second. Talk to me a little bit about the rights reaction to his initial video, because I saw that video and it was just a hostage tape, right? Like he's just like, oh, I swear I didn't mean to hurt the pride community's feelings. Like you could just tell this is something yeah. he made basically at gunpoint. Um, hey, you're going to lose your job if you don't come out and make this statement. And, and many on the right were super critical of that. And I understand why. It was kind of my initial reaction. Oh, gosh, what are we doing here? But I, I, as I thought about it more. Part of me thinks, you know, it's first of all, it's easy for us in conservative media who get paid and praised for, you know, our, our, our opinions. And we're incentivized at some level to be honest about everything we're thinking. That's the whole business. So it's easy for us to say, oh, well, you just got to say everything that you believe immediately. Even when there's pressure on your job and your family you're thinking of and all of these other concerns. In addition to that, like the only reason Anthony Bass had this controversy is because he decided to take that first step, right? To actually post some of his views online. And I think what all of this behavior incentivizes is not necessarily more speaking out about your faith, like I think the, the right's hope for Anthony Bass was, hey, be more honest and stick to what you believe. But in, in addition to that, like it, it stops people from taking that first step where like they know yeah. if I'm just silent and don't post that in the first place, no one's going to ask me about this. And therefore, I never have to talk to it and I don't lose my five million dollar a year salary. I, I, I don't know for a normal person in a normal job. What the heck are they supposed to do in this situation? Yeah, they are. I mean, where's Tim Robbins when you need him? You'll just <laughs> dust that one off the shelf. Chill wind yeah. is blowing in this country. That's right. 
It's absolutely true. Of If you know, I mean, you're right, Stu. It's very difficult to say what you would do in that situation where your paycheck is on the line. Um, that's tough. That is not easy because, um, you know, not saying something that isn't necessarily bad. I mean, maybe you're using discernment to keep your mouth shut, but at the, but you're right though, at this point in time, like you need people to stand up and it's actually courageous at this point, sadly, to have to share your opinion as a Christian. And, you know, you know, you're going to be lambasted as this LGBT hater and this bigot. And, and I just think it's so indicative of where we are as a culture and how far left it is. I mean, if you think about sharing any of these, you have to tiptoe. Why is it that the right and the conservatives, Christians, have to tiptoe when they share about Jesus or when they say, hey, guess what? I think marriage is a man and a woman. <gasps> oh, my goodness. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I hurt myself doing that. This you, is this you can tell I we're getting old. Breath in and I'm like, I, I'm so out of shape. I can't breathe in fast enough. Um, but. But it is. It's like it's like this shocking vibe that you feel when you when you just express a basic standard Christian opinion that's been that's thousands of years old. And I just think it shows where we are as a country. You, I mean, look at what the, the left's out there on these pride parades gyrating around with, you know, what's the dominatrix gear, whatever they call it. And I mean, I'm seeing these images of these per family friendly parades of these. They can do that. But I'm not allowed to say marriage is between a man and a woman or, you know, a man can't get pregnant. I can't say those things without feeling like, oh, I'm hurting the feelings of all the LGBT people out there. I'm erasing them and I'm, but you can do all this nonsense with the sex toys and everything else out in broad daylight in, a, in public. I, uh, that just shows where we're at and it's, it's insanity. It's so backwards and so strange. Um, anyway, Dan Andros, a managing editor of faithwire.com. Be sure to check out the Quick Start podcast. It's available now. You can subscribe and uh, get your episode daily. Dan, thanks so much for coming on the program. All right. Thanks for having me. I don't know about you, but I always celebrate a few trillion extra dollars going out the door of our government. It's just a great time. Congress, once again, has allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling. But it's just the 79th time, so it's not that big of a deal. It's not like it's 80 times. <laughs> that would be crazy. Spending is going to continue. Our devaluation of our dollar is going to continue. Our national debt is going to continue to skyrocket. How are you protecting your savings in this environment? Times like these need a great reminder uh, to kind of just diversify and diversify at least a portion of your savings into gold. You can now do that with Birch Gold. Right now, the easiest way to do it is going to go with Birch Gold to get you to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Uh, you know, Brazil and Russia and India and China and South Africa are seem to be banding together against the dollar. What's that going to mean for your financial future? What are they buying? Well, a lot of a lot of these guys are buying gold. Uh, follow their lead. Text Stu to the number nine eight nine eight nine eight. You'll get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. They've got an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help you protect your savings as well. Text Stu to the number nine eight nine eight nine eight. Stu to the number nine eight nine eight nine eight. It's Birch Gold. Yeah.
You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Not too much additional information going on the Donald Trump parade uh, of indictments that are going on from the left and the uh, and the, the law enforcement apparatus here in this country. I think tomorrow's the day he's supposed to tune himself, uh, turn himself in. I will be sad to tell you that I will be on vacation, so I will miss that incredible escapade where we can say, "Oh, Donald Trump has left the hotel. Now he's in a car. Now he's gone down the street. Now he's walked in. Now he." Uh, I'm so glad I'm going to miss that. I'm so glad. But anyway, uh, he says he's going to continue running for president even if he is convicted. The chances of him being convicted before the election are is really low. I mean, they everyone keeps saying this is going to take two years to go through the, uh, the potential, all the back and forth before the court trial even occurs. So. I don't know how relevant that is, but he, you know, it would be interesting because in theory he could win the presidency and then get in there and then be convicted. What happens then? Um, I, I don't know. I guess maybe they would say, well, they can't go after him because he's in office. I don't even know. It's a, it's a big question mark all over the place, but he's going to keep running uh, as if you didn't know that. Uh, he does have a new competitor, however. Yes, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez looks like he's going to be jumping into the uh, presidential bid. You knew this if you watched our show previewing the con- uh, the candidates from, I don't know, a week or two ago when we went over uh, that he is, you know, sort of a long shot bid. Um, he's basically trying to do the Mayor Pete thing, right, where a mayor that you don't really know kind of comes out of nowhere and makes an impact, winds up turning that into a cabinet position, obviously, with the uh, Mayor Pete situation. Uh, and became well-known, got to the debate stages. Uh, Suarez is uh, young. He's obviously from a much larger city than Mayor Pete uh, was from, a city that has thrived over the past few years. He's a uh, big crypto enthusiast. Uh, He's done a lot of work there. Uh, He's an interesting candidate with a really bright future. Uh, I don't know that 2024 necessarily the president uh, is going to be that future, but that is uh, what he's going for. And finally, um, we have an update on the America's war on cancer. This comes from The Hill. And it's an interesting story about how uh, the America's war on cancer rages on from Nixon's salvo to Biden's moonshot. And basically, it's a, it's a thing to remind you that, hey, you know, sure, Joe Biden's going to fail in his big campaign promise to cure cancer if he becomes president. But so did everyone else. Don't worry about it. Um, now, I don't even know if that's true because I've not checked the website in a while. Let's check it now. Has Joe Biden cured cancer.com? Eh, no. Unfortunately, cancer still exists as of Monday, June 12th, 2023. You can always check for updated news as to whether Joe Biden has cured cancer right there. Any t- anytime, tweet it, uh, put it out there. Has Joe Biden cured cancer.com? Did you know 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company, and that's owned by the Chinese. And their hogs are given something called, I don't know, ractomaphene? I don't even know what it is, but it's banned in 160 countries, including China. But you can get it in your grocery store or aisle every single day. There's a better way. Uh, Check out Moink Box. Uh, Moink is moo plus oink. Moink. 
Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon right to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes and chicken breasts and pork chops and salmon fillets, plus much, much more. You can cancel any time. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Simonoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink as well. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash stew right now. Listeners of this show get free bacon in your first box. It's the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash stew. Check it out now. Moinkbox.com slash stew. To celebrate Pride Month, Tucker Carlson received a present from Fox News. It was a cease and desist order. Yes, uh, there you go. The letter came in to Fox basically saying, hey, uh, to Tucker, excuse me, saying, hey, don't post on Twitter anymore because you're violating your contract. I think Tucker, uh, he might not be say he's violating his contract, but I don't think he cares either. He wants to get his voice out there. And I will, be, I will say this. It's going to be really hard for Fox to come to its audience and say, hey, Tucker Carlson should be silenced until the end of the 2024 election cycle. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so we'll see. This is going to play out in court. Millions of dollars are going to be flying back and forth in legal fees. We'll see where this one ends up. But his new episode starts. Uh, it's on the Donald Trump indictment. And Tucker's on Twitter is going to come out on Tuesday. Well, it looks like a Biden campaign shirt from a distance, but I can tell you it definitely is not. When you look closer, it says anyone but Biden24. It's available now at stewdoesmerch.com. Mugs are there as well. Use the code STU10 and save. It's stewdoesmerch.com. Got vacation uh, this week. I will see you next week.